Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you didn't know before, now you know why they call this the Fun Belt. Very excited about the Sun Belt. You know, while other conferences have been breaking up, our conference has become stronger. The state of Sun Belt football is the strongest in our history. I saw Fun Belt Conference, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I got to join the show. It sounds a lot of fun. Fun Bell Podcast. I'm Jeremy Harper with Hal Razor. This is Dusty Thibodeau from the Warhawk Report. It is day two of Sunbelt Media Days, and the Sunbelt Media Days on day two belongs to the East. And what we've got with us is uh, Georgia State coach John Elliott coming off a interesting season last season. There was a lot of good stuff happened. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Interesting. I, I haven't heard interesting. I've heard poor, disappointing, uh, I thought it was tragic. Quite fascinating. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. So Coach, you talk, you talk about that. What is it in Atlanta that this team is great, but can't show it until the second half of the season? Well, and I, and I know that's easier to say because you'd be like, well, man, I'll just fix it with that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well you know, in the, in the last uh, couple of years, we, we've had a tough non-conference slate. You know, you yeah. we open up with South Carolina, you play North Carolina. I mean, that, that's, you know, I don't know many group of five teams doing that. Uh, and the year before, it was, uh, God, who did we play? Auburn and North Carolina. So, you know, in our first four games, you, you – you know, you got to be really good to go play against those, those football teams. And then we just didn't start off so well. I mean, we played uh, we played those teams were really tough. You throw Army in there, we had Army. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's another damn, you know, just hell of a team you got to go play. So uh, hopefully we uh, we can have a much better start to our season. Uh, not that these teams that we're playing is going to be any less difficult, uh, but they're certainly not going to be the power five teams that we've seen in the past. So. I'm hoping to get off to a good start, and that way when we get in conference, maybe we'll be a little bit healthier than we were a year ago. I know our first conference game last year, we were, I think we were down nine starters, and I walked in and I said, you know, good luck. We're going to try to hang on so until we get some guys back. It's going to be a tough, tough road. How easy is it, though, knowing, though, that you have a great uh, signal caller, Darren Granger, coming back, yeah. and, and he's right there out of the gate ready to go for you for game one? Well, everybody understands the quarterback is uh, – it makes it makes everything go in football. So you better have a trigger man that you're confident with. He has got an, a, a great ability to lead. He's put on about 25 pounds this off season. He is a a changed man physically. Um, it's unfortunate he couldn't make it down here because uh, of a sickness. He just got a little. Oh, we don't have Granger. Yeah, he got a little. He got a little ill uh, right before uh, getting on the plane uh, the day before. So we decided not to bring him. Uh, but he is going to be phenomenal. I think. It, you know, I mean, honestly, I think I'm his head football coach, but I think he can be one of the best uh, quarterbacks in our league, and I, and I truly mean that. Uh, his arm strength, his running ability, uh, he's a dangerous guy. He's fun to coach. He's fun to be around, and uh, he's going to be great to see play this senior year. 
Well, uh, I know that my word probably isn't as good as a, a lot of analysts in the uh, in the Sun Belt, but I'll second that. I love Granger. I think that guy is the most dangerous guy on the field every time he's playing. But from what I understand, Georgia State has had to replace a lot of guys this season, a lot of yeah. a lot of good starters. Who should we look out? this season in addition to Granger, somebody who's really going to make a difference? Oh, offensively, I think you look at our running back, Marcus Carroll, without a doubt, he he may be the best running back we've ever had at Georgia State. And uh, he's incredible. I call him Mr. Muscle. He is strong. He is physical. He can run. Um, Robert Lewis is a wide receiver that, that started out last year having a phenomenal year. We lost to uh, uh, Thrash uh, to the transfer portal to Louisville, but Robert Lewis started the season off. He was our guy, and he got hurt, and uh, and it just uh, kind of changed. So uh, those are some guys offensively. Cradle uh, is another wide receiver, Kai's Cradle, uh, that we'll lean, uh, to, uh, lean on offensively. we got to replace some offensive line, uh, but I think we have the guys up there to do it. Looking around the Sun Belt East, I think you were picked there towards the middle of the pack. What do you see happening this year? Because it seems like really the, the script has been flipped. Last year it was kind of woe was us on the West. The East is, is going to be the dominant force. This year it's kind of the dominant West, and the East is, you know, woe is us. But how do you see that East shaking out? You know, really, I don't, I don't ever pay a whole lot of attention to it. Uh, I don't think any coach or any analyst or media member has any idea about our roster and, and and what we've replaced our guys with or how our last six months have uh, come to shape up to, to mold us into the team that we're going to be. So I don't pay a whole lot of attention. You know, uh, we had high expectations a year ago from a lot of preseason. And, it, it's, you know, we ended up losing five games by about 17, 18 points. And it just didn't materialize. So to pay attention to our preseason ranking and, and to the East, I don't. I take them, you know, quote, unquote, one game at a time. And, you never know what team you're going to face because injuries can occur and, and you could be facing a whole different team than what you thought you were. So Coach, you're a former offensive lineman. You know what it's like to be in the trenches. Right? I'm not a former offensive lineman. No, I'm not. Well, why a did I think lineman. that? Yes. Oh, okay. I was a defensive but, but, but you coached offensive <laughs> Yes, I did. Okay, all right. Oh, my God. I got I to. Do you honestly think I could play offensive line? I, I don't. I, I don't damn know. sure could try. I know I, that. I played center in sixth grade. I, and I'm super small. But uh, I will say this, though, that you brought in an offensive line mentality to the team. It was like, you've got to get bigger in the trenches. You've got to get bigger in the trenches. And that's really rubbed off on the Sun Belt West. That was the, a, uh, a huge theme. Uh, coming into day one. Everybody's talking about building up their offensive line, sure. building up depth. How's Georgia State in that regard? Is the yeah. depth there? Is the size there? Are you still? Are you guys still one of the premium offensive lines? I think, uh, you know, with the loss of some of our better players, that they were offensive linemen a year ago, guys that started for four years, you know. Uh, Malik Sumter was a, an all-conference guy, started forever at center. And we've, uh, we've got some guys to replace them. They're not going to have the experience that those guys had, but I promise you, we've got the strength and we've got the mobility and they've got the mindset, probably unlike what I've seen in our line. I mean, we got a couple, a couple transfers in that, uh, I mean, I am extremely impressed with. And they're big and they're strong. Uh, Give us a couple names. They're tanks. Give us a couple names on them. No, you'll figure them out. All right, okay. I'll be, we'll be looking. That's the guy he was talking about. Coach, last question for you. Yeah. GSU, what's the S stand for? State. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of 
kind of question is that? <laughs> Thank you so much there, Coach. We appreciate it. Look forward to seeing the Panthers this upcoming season. <laughs> Thank you all. Well, after talking to Sean Elliott, we get our student athlete preview for the Georgia State Panthers. Rikese Brown and the person that is not Darren Granger, since Darren Granger decided to get sick and he, he didn't want to deal with you, Jeremy. I, I don't blame him. Brackies, talk to us about this defensive side of the Georgia State Panthers as y'all get ready to really try to make up ground from last year's uh, somewhat disappointing season, honestly. Yeah, like you said, it was definitely disappointing for us. But um, this year we have a lot of new guys to fill in a lot of gaps within the defense. And, you know, bringing in Coach Staggs for us was huge. You know, just having him be one of the top coordinators last year in college football, you know, just – just having him there, just bringing the new swag within the defense and just the, the hunger and the aggressiveness for us to win games this year. No Darren Granger, but we get one of his guys that is his bodyguard. I mean, if you look at the guy, he's like seven foot seven, easily 400 pounds. He was bench pressing Sean Elliott beforehand. Introduce yourself and tell us about that offensive line of the Panthers. Hey, my name is Travis Glover. Like he said, offensive lineman at Georgia State. And I feel like um, this year, with the Georgia State Panthers offensive line, it's going to be something different. It won't be the guys that we have seen in the past that have been very good players in this league. But I feel like we have young guys that are going to step in and have seen those guys work and will model they work after, after those guys so we can come in and out and still be the offensive line that we have always been and just really keep working on that. And I feel like these young guys have almost like an advantage that they have seen those older guys work, even a guy like me. And they're just modeling after us and really working to almost surpass us in a way. So we always like to see the ball vertically thrown, but but Georgia State's really a running team. How great is it also knowing that you have that versatile quarterback in Granger, but also just a stacked backfield of running backs that really kind of make your job even a little bit easier, knowing that uh, you just got to run block and, and pancake the guy in front of you? Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a great feeling knowing that we have such a great quarterback and great running backs behind us. And it almost pushes us to go even harder just to see those guys run freely and do what they can and so they can enjoy the game almost. Middle of the pack in the Sunbelt East preseason poll. How do you all see things kind of shaking out on y'all's end, or do you all just kind of cliche it in one game at a time and, and see where the chips fall? Yeah, like you said, we don't really worry about the preseason polls because, like you said, just a preseason poll. We're going to go out every week and focus on that opponent and take the game by game. On the defensive side, the East has a lot of good offensive uh, threats. What do you see out of that offensive threats that y'all have to face week in and week out? Uh, we know for a fact it's going to be tough. You know, we're not going to just sit back and just relax on anybody. We know we have to bring it every single week. So, you know, just looking at guys like, you know, Grayson coming out of Coastal and, you know, last year App had Chase Bryce, but App's always coming back with something pretty good. So guys like that, you know, we respect them, but we, we know we got to do in order to get the win. I got a, I got the most essential question for both of you, and I need, to be, I need a truthful answer. Has Coach Sean Elliott ever headbutted either one of you guys? <laughs> No, Coach Elliott has never headbutted me, but uh, my welcome to college moment was definitely Tennessee in the locker room. I didn't really expect the juice that he had. He came around, he got in my locker, and he just like, are you ready? Put his hands on my chest and just screamed in my face, let's go. So that was kind of my welcome to college moment. Yeah, like you said, I've never been headbutted, but he caught me off guard a couple of moments with just the intensity that he brings. So with that said, obviously celebrities here in New Orleans for Sunbelt Media Days, but Brakeesh, 
you had the all-star summit where you got to go to the NBA finals. You got to hang out with players, go to the locker room. I mean, hell, one of the players even followed you back to the hotel and you hung out with him there, right? Yeah, most definitely, yeah. Uh, my brother, he uh, won the championship this offseason. It was just great. Just being around it, you know, just having a winning atmosphere and just see what the guys did just to pull along for each other and just try to, the big, the big end goal, you know, winning the championship. Just being around that was just huge for my family and I. And um, I'm grateful and I'm forever blessed to witness that. Different sport, but but what is that uh, discussion like with him as he tries to you know motivate you and get you ready to possibly play at the next level? Um, for sure, definitely having him in my life is, is huge. He's definitely a, a, a motivator and a role model for me, just because I see the ups and downs. You know, you know sometimes he might not have the best shooting night, he might not have the best offensive night, but like his defensive game and his energy and him being there for his team is always there. So, just having him be a positive role model, showing me, but not by just. Off the off the court, just being on the court, just show me when times get tough. You know, just just find a way, and you're, you're capable of doing whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. Did you get a little envious though that he he has uh, maybe a louder crowd, not necessarily a bigger crowd, a louder crowd cheering for him than, than what you would have? Uh, no, not really, because I'm a part of that crowd too. I'm cheering for him, so I I I, uh, I kind of try to take it all in and just enjoy the the. the the process and everything that he goes through, you know, being there for draft night was just huge. Just being there for him throughout the whole process just showed me that everything that you want to do in life is just possible. The damn train horn in, in, in pack. Love it or hate it? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. You love it too, though, right, Tibbs? You love it. You gotta love the sound of the horn. <laughs> like, I almost can hear it now. Love it. Yeah, because it's that loud. <laughs> Guys, we thank you so much. Look forward to seeing what the Panthers can do this upcoming 2023 season. Thank you. We appreciate you. Grayson McCall, 10-time Sunbelt Player of the Year. And his, his as, as he self-proclaimed, JT Killian, his roadie, his bodyguard, wingman. stunt double, yeah. wingman. Could be a stunt double, yeah. yeah. Joins us on Funbelt Podcast. Grayson, first of all, we got to say, didn't think you were going to be sitting here with us this year. What brought you back to the Sun Belt, to uh, the Chomps? Uh, yeah, I mean, just to keep it, you know, simple, um, you know. Keep it simple. I wasn't going to let him leave. <laughs> I was going to beat his butt. You know, man, just, um, you know, I never really wanted to leave, man. It was, uh, you know, during the transition, I had some opportunities to present themselves. I uh, wanted to do it the right way. Uh, Coach Beck had just got on campus. I told him that I was going to enter the transfer portal and just kind of, See, see my opportunities there, see what was going on. But, um, you know, the guys in the locker room, man, I love those guys there. Um, coach Beck is a phenomenal guy, great head coach. Um, brought in a really good staff. Just um, when I got the chance to sit down and talk to Coach Beck about, you know, just talk ball and, you know, where, where he was, where he's been, type of players he's coached and, and sent to the next level, especially quarterbacks, um, was really important for me. And then it just comes down to staying at home, finishing what I started graduating from Coastal Carolina and um, confident in the decision I, confident in the decision I made um, glad I'm back and you know happy to be at home yeah, well this is a question for both of you that you know Jamie Chadwell very popular guy Coastal Carolina bounces to Liberty get the, the new, new guy, guy Tim back how are these two guys do? oh man <laughs> it's I mean they're, they're, they're very different uh, you know Coach Chadwell said country Jane, he's so country. Jane, but uh, you know he's a funny guy. But you know, Coach Beck's funny. I mean, they're, they're I guess they're both similar. They, they both got a good sense of humor. They're both really funny guys. Um, 
I don't know. He'd probably be a little better. He spent a little more time with yeah, Coach Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, two, obviously, Coach Beck's a, a first year head coach, but um, two different coaching styles. Um, yeah. Um, and obviously, completely different staffs. Obviously, Coach Chowell has been around that same staff for a long time, a um, bunch of different places. Um, but, but Coach Beck's, uh, I don't know. I don't want to downplay what Coach Chowell did. Obviously, we had great success. He was a great head coach for us. But um, I feel like Coach Beck's more of a player's uh, coach, you know, uh, open-door policy anytime. Go and talk to him. Um, he's really involved with the defense. He's really involved with the special teams. Um, obviously, really involved with the quarterbacks because he knows a lot about quarterback. Um, and, and just, you know, they – Coach Beck's seen it all. He's been in the the big Power Five programs, the Ohio State, Texas, Nebraska. Um, he's seen it all, so he, he really gives us a, a good perspective of it all and, and knows how the, the show should be ran, and uh, it's been really smooth so far. So, so JT, we, we know about QB1. We, we know about that Sean's offense. Yeah. The defense isn't too bad. Talk about that defense and kind of what we can expect this year out of that uh, unit. Yeah, so we had a great run defense last year, I would say. At times, and uh, got to build off that. But uh, in the back end, you know, we got some guys in there now. Got some guys in the room. Like, there's a lot of competition, a lot of competition in the back end and the D line. Uh, you know, we'll see. You know, those guys are compete. There's a lot of competition right now, and uh, I think we have. I think, I think we'll have 11 really good players out there uh, every snap, and uh, I think we'll have a good year. You know, we're excited. Um, you know, we got a new coordinator, but you know, we're gonna. Football is football. You're gonna run. Everyone runs the same stuff. You know, just different ways to run it. So, you know, it'd be a good year. Blocking and tackling, baby. Yep, blocking and tackling. <laughs> it's the name of the game. game. Getting the guy on the ground. I was like, hey, let's talk brass tacks a little bit. Last season was a good season for Coastal yeah. Carolina. We made a lot of uh, hay during the first, I don't know, three quarters of the season. Talking about Coastal Carolina's uh, the way they want. The way you guys want. It always seemed like or the hair of your chins, you know. It was always a little bit of coastal magic. Yeah. Kind of fell apart at the end of the year. I don't know if it was the distraction of Jamie Chadwell getting all that buzz. He might be leaving. Maybe just ran out of gas. I believe you got hurt at the end a little bit. Tell us what happened at the end of the year and how you're going to uh, solve that going into the season. Yeah, I mean, you could you can blame it on the distractions and this and that if you want. The, the point is, is that we didn't finish strong. Um, I don't know if it was a sense of complacency or um, obviously guys like myself weren't healthy. That's a that's a personal issue that I fixed this offseason. Um, but from day one, I mean, Coach Beck was obviously there for the Birmingham Bowl against ECU and um, was on the sideline, not coaching, but was able to watch us play and just kind of watch everybody get out there. Um, and he's put a huge emphasis on finishing everything we do, whether it's in the weight room, if it's finishing a sprint two yards past the line, finishing a game, but more importantly, being healthy and finishing the back end of the season and, you know, hopefully playing for a conference championship. Um, so it's just, it's, um, it, it's being available, being ready and finishing. Um, on top of that, it's in the weight room with our nutritionists and our strength and conditioning coaches, everybody putting on weight being durable, and um, being available for the second half of the season. Sorry, Jay, if you kind of, I, I, yeah, kind of yeah, stole yeah, your was, light there. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was spot on. That was great. We had the mustaches. We had the mullets. What's the 2023 shots? Oh, we can't tell you. It's big. Oh, it's a secret. It's, it's going to be bigger and better than you've ever seen. Are we going back to the 80s, like big hair or what? 
Oh, shoulder pads, definitely. Not, not saying anything. <laughs> It'll be good, though. So, Grayson, you also you get a new offensive coordinator there with Trickett coming in. What's he really brought to the table, and what's the big differences that you see uh, potential-wise out of this year's uh, Sean's offense? Yeah, um, uh, great offensive-minded guy. Obviously, it's great having Coach Beck as my head coach because he's an offensive guy as well. Um, but he just ha- we have we have so much we can do. His his plan is that we're going to do whatever we do best, and obviously a lot of offenses can say that, but we can do all kinds of stuff. We can pick up where we left off last year in triple option. We can get under center. We can throw it around. Um, but you know, it's it's football for me. It's taking care of the ball, um, not turning the ball over, getting the ball in my playmaker's hands, and um, you know, just being smart, leading the guys. But Coach Trickett's been great. Um, it's it's been cool to take new coaching, new verbiage. Um, I've been so used to the old staff, and they did a phenomenal job, helped me grow so much in my game. But um, with Coach Trickett and Coach Beck, I think I can take it to the next level um, and then prepare me for the next level. So um, it's been great. It's a lot of good stuff with Coach Trickett. So um, last season was a unique situation. You bring in a, a new team, a couple of new teams into the East, yeah. one of them being JMU. Yeah, they have a claim to the the title just as much as Coastal Carolina. Does that make you guys arch enemies this season? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, we got our butts kicked, but uh, you know, it's good competition. You know, it'd be exciting. Got them at the end of the year, so it'd be cool if it came down to that game for both of us. I'd say, um, you know, you know, Marshall's great too. Bringing them in, you know, the competition's great. It's a good conference, I, I think. I think the Sun Belts, we talked about it earlier, is best, best G5 conference in the country. Well, you know, because Coastal has been so good the last few years, the target's on your backs. Everybody wants a piece of Coastal Carolina, right? Who's the chippiest team? Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like we get everyone's best shot. <laughs> everybody, you get the trash from Yeah, it's tough to say, man. I feel like, like you said, we got a big target on our back. Everybody likes to come at us, especially – you know, as a quarterback, it seems like you get stepped on, spit on, kicked, and punched. And, no. Um, it's no. good, though, man. They, that's just a practice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the east side of this conference is phenomenal. The conference in general is really good. So, got to come got to come ready to play every week because, you know, you can drop one whenever. So, got to be ready. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You got to get out there and play some good football. Guys, we appreciate your time. And uh, look forward to seeing the shots uh, this upcoming season. Thank, Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. it. Thanks, man. Coach Tim Beck, leader of the Shants, joins us. Coach, now that you've kind of gotten your feet wet and going through spring practices, what have you seen out of your team as you get ready for your first season? Um, you know, I'll tell you, one of the things that has caught my eye uh, that's really awesome is how much our guys love playing football. These guys love playing football. been a lot of programs. I've uh, been coaching for a long time. You see kids starting to, or players starting to play this game for the wrong reasons worried about the wrong things, the NILs, the future, and going to the NFL, which is great. That's all part of life and all part of this game. But these guys, man, they just love playing football. They love each other, and they have fun doing it. And it's awesome to go to work every day. It's also got to be an easy transition knowing that you have Grayson McCall returning for his senior season. What does he bring to the table as far as leadership as well as obviously what he can do on the field? Yeah, I mean, people ask me all the time, like, <laughs> You know, does that help that you got Grayson back? I'm like, yeah, if you know anything about football, yeah. I mean, it helps. But, um, 
I mean, just a quality young man. You guys have met him and talked to him. You can see just ooze confidence and leadership. Our team rallies around him, right? And, you know, I've, I've been really blessed in my career to be able to be around some of those guys, right, at NC State, Devin Leary, at Texas with Sam Ellinger, and you know, Ohio State, JT Barrett, Joe Burrow. Like, so I've, I've been able to be around some of these guys that had that same kind of it factor, right? Not only great players, but competitors, leaders, just oozing confidence, finds a way to win, He's just winners. And so our team just rallies around that. And so uh, it's, it's, uh, it helps. I mean, he's, he's, our, he's our 11th coach, basically, is what it's like. The shot's not picked as a favorite in the East, but even like the, the student athletes we're talking about, you know, we really get everybody's best shot. Is that a sign that the program's kind of made it, that even when you're not predicted to be the best, you're still thought of as the best? Yeah, I mean, it's a tribute to these guys and, and what's been built. Right, the tradition, um, won 31 games in the last three years, that's that's pretty impressive, that's hard to do. So because they've done that, uh, we get everybody's best shot. Like it's, we kind of have that mentality a little bit, it's us against the world, right? We're nobody, we're everybody's rival, right? So. Well, I was gonna ask you about that. I mean, coming in uh, as the new head coach, is, would it have been better to come in a little more under the radar, or you have immediately come in in the spotlight so I mean, there's a lot of pressure to perform. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, people talk about that, like the pressure and all that. I just, you go to work, you're around these guys, you coach them up as hard as you can, you try to help them get better, you teach them some things, you, you show them different, right? Like, I had to do it, I, it, it was an interesting, most programs you go in, you gotta build them up. What I had to do is continue to build the culture, right? So you still had to build. We still had to build things. We new players, new coaches, new staffing, all of that. How do we build that, right? And so, I rely on these guys a lot. There's a lot of veteran players, very experienced, right? What good is experience if you don't use it? So I use it. Hey, tell me about this. How do we do this? What do you? How do you guys want to do this? I'm a, it's their program. It's they've built it, and so we want to maintain that part of it, right? We want to be physical. We want to play fast. We want to be tough. We want to have fun doing it. Coastal Carolina, recently known for football, but traditionally known as a great baseball powerhouse. You have the legend there, Cliff Ellison, basketball. What's it take for Tim Beck to really join those ranks? I don't know if I can. Those guys are icons, baby. They're icons. They're going to have the trophies. I'll be, I'll be taking still photo, uh, photo shots with, next to those. But, uh, you know, th to be honest, like uh, – yeah, they're great people, by the way, and I'm very fortunate to be able to be around them. But I don't really compare myself to people. Um, I don't worry about that. I worry about what we need to do, what I need to do, uh, for the most part. I just I, I know this, and what I've learned about this conference, um, being at, at those other programs and having to play them from time to time, and certainly being here. It's a passionate fan base really competitive programs, uh, great coaches and great players. And it's an awesome brand of football. And people need to come out and watch it because it's exciting and it's gonna, it's gonna come down to the wire. And so the big thing for us is make sure we're there at the wire to finish. Coach, we thank you for your time and look forward to seeing the Sean's this upcoming season. You got it, man. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.